This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everyone. We have such a fantastic show today. And, you know, I want to discuss something that, you know, keeps coming up with around uh, our children and the holidays. And sometimes our kids' holidays wish lists go on for multiple pages. And we may be worried that, you know, we have to take out a loan or what are we going to do for our next, you know, birthday party that we have to pay for. And kids really do. Um, want a lot of things these days. And if this sounds familiar to, to you guys, it may be a time for an entitlement intervention. And my guest today, Dr. Michael Wetter, is the author of Earn It, What to Do When Your Kid Needs an Entitlement Intervention. He's here to help us understand how we can talk to our kids and shape their character by instilling a sense of responsibility, accountability, kindness, and caring. Uh, Dr. Wetter will give us practical tips on chores and allowances, friends and social media, co-parenting, and how to cultivate true resilience and self-esteem in our children. Dr. Wetter, welcome to the show. So happy to have you back. Oh, it's a pleasure, Erica. Thank you. Yeah, you know, our kids, I have so many friends that the kids have such, like, they have these grandiose ideas for their birthdays, and and it's like always, you know, talking, they're, they're always talking about what they have to get their kids for the holidays, and it just seems like, well, I, I always think, don't they have enough? Like, I go to their homes, and I see that these kids <laughs> have wonderful lives, and I'm like, you know, what else could you possibly give them? But, you know, I think with, with this day and age, and technology, and kids being exposed to so much that, you know, there's just this... Uh, um, there's this kind of entitlement that they just think everybody should have a phone at, at seven and everyone should have an iPad. And so could, could right. you tell us a little bit about how this is, is been, uh, you know, creating, let's say little monsters or how this is uh, impacting our <laughs> well, kids' lives? <laughs> sure. Let, let, let's go on the assumption that there's never enough, you know, yeah. there's never enough. I, I saw some, um, on, on social media, I saw some parents posting their kids, you know, holiday lists, Christmas lists and so forth. And, there was one yeah. that said, you know, Santa, please see side two, you know, uh, <laughs> for, for additional guests. And I, and I thought that, that that's perfect. You know, that, that, that's, that's hysterical. Perfect. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I think it's, it's the, you know, this notion of when a, a child is, they cultivates their sort of holiday list or their birthday list of all the things they want. The first thing that we have to remember as parents uh, is that it's, it's merely a request. It's not a requirement. And I right. think that our first knee-jerk response is, oh, my God, this is everything they want. They'll be unhappy if they don't get everything that they list there. And that's not the case. Right. It's a request. Think, think about as, as adults, think about all the things we want that, uh-huh. that we always get. But we're so grateful right. for, for what we do get. And that's going back yes. to the, the, the notion of gratitude versus yes. entitlement. Learning to appreciate what we do get versus what we you know, immediately always want. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for, you know, specifics to the holidays and gift giving, it, it's more about, you know, maybe giving a nice little range. So if they have, there's, there's you know, 15 things on their list, I might be, be, be conservative on this, but if there's yeah. 15 things on their list, you know, um, maybe get one of the, the big ticket items if it's possible. And then couple that with a couple of smaller items that either that they may need or may want, but not quite as much. And then to really say, isn't it wonderful that you got this thing that you really wanted? That you, oh, you got this Xbox, or you got this PlayStation, or you mm-hmm. got this poster, or you got this iPad Mini, or you know Amazon, whatever it may be. 
Um, it doesn't have to be, we got you the PlayStation, and we got you the car, and we got you the cell phone, and we got you everything else. It's too much. It's desire. too much. It's, it's, right. it's too much. And, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I just think that we have to sort of set a boundary. Set a boundary for our kids and set a boundary for ourselves as parents. Exactly. And and that's where I was going to go to next is, is a little bit about, you know, I, I do feel like it's the parent's responsibility to instill the attitude of gratitude or, or to, to teach their children what it is to be grateful to even, you know, I mean, as a contrast to to show them how other children live in other countries or people that are less mm-hmm. fortunate. And, and also one thing also I was going to ask you is how much is so if, if you give your kids anything they ask for, um, mm-hmm. Their their self worth and and the value of who they see themselves as I mean their values in general um, I, I feel like that affects their you know like if if in the future when they're adults if they don't receive something or they don't get what they want does does that equate to them not being good enough um, you know their parents don't love them like is there any of those narratives or you know those well, kind ab- of yeah absolutely it goes back also to this notion of of, of approval. And right. validation. And I think sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and I see it in my own child, you know, sometimes they'll get something that they really like, and then they'll tell their friends about it. And if the friends don't go bonkers, if the friends don't share that exuberance, then then your own child may discount the meaning mm-hmm. and the value that that gift initially had to them. And it goes right. also to, you know, these days, social media. If you post something and it doesn't get a thousand likes, right. uh, do you consider yourself of value? Do you, do you consider yourself now, you know, uh, validated? And right. I think it, it, you know, our role as parents is it, one of the most crucial roles is to not just appreciate what you have, but to value the value you place on yourself and anything else. It doesn't matter if somebody else likes it or doesn't like it. Is it important to you? Mm-hmm. Is it meaningful mm-hmm. to you? If it's meaningful to you, then you enjoy it, then you like it, then you cherish it, then you value mm-hmm. it, because mm-hmm. that's a reflection of your self-worth. That's a reflection of your own capacity to right. soothe and please yourself. Later on, when it, we have to think about it, you know, prospectively. If it takes external validation for kids to feel worthwhile, it will continue and take more external validation mm-hmm. for them to feel mm-hmm. it as adults. Oh, that then okay. leads to a dependency, and that then leads to low self-esteem. And we want and to depression, right, yeah, right, absolutely, right. and anxiety, and in many cases, substance abuse as well, because it's an external factor which induces internal mm-hmm. pleasure absolutely that's the, well said well said and also you know you you mentioned this when you came on um rewired radio uh, the first time uh, just how how parents have to be aware and mindful that they're mirroring that kind of behavior you said when you drop your daughter off at school you said something to the effect like you tell her oh i get to go to work today like you get to go to school versus uh oh, i have to go to work you know it's right. just the way we use language and speak to our children especially when we are teaching them about um, we, we you know, as we res- as parents are the model right. there is no other you know and again regardless of what environmental social you know um uh many mirrors there are in the world it all comes back to the home it all comes back to the parent mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. if we express like oh you know um i have to go to work or you know god i really want to have a bigger house why can't i have a bigger house mm-hmm. uh kids hear that they pick up yeah. on it and it right. sticks with them. And so if you can every day just share a little bit like, you know, I'm so grateful that we have a home. I'm so, you know, uh, it, mm-hmm. there may be bigger, uh, but there isn't better. 
you know, and right. mm-hmm. it's, yes, uh, I love it. It, it, it's really giving that sense of, you know what, there are a lot of people who have more and there's a lot of people who have less. And we mm-hmm. really have to appreciate what we have. And yeah. hearing that from the parent is going to be more important than seeing it in a movie or on a TV show mm-hmm. or coming from a teacher. Parent's yes. word is law. Exactly. And parent's behavior is law. You know, all the narratives. Well, that- oh, yeah. The narratives that I see in my adults (laughs) are all planted when they're young, you know, what they see, what they see in the household in terms of their parents grateful, how their parents communicate, how does conflict look like in their home, what is love in their home. I mean, it all translates, you know, as they become adults. Well, kids, I I believe that kids learn more by what they see and experience versus what they hear. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Dr. Wetter, I feel like this has come up a lot with, with parents I work with too, that, you know, sometimes these, every, every human being is, is wired differently and every child has a different card dealt to them. You know, some are, some are a little bit more active and hyper and more curious and, you know, every, every, every child is different, but I feel like these days, um, especially with the, um, epidemic kind of, 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 of prescription pill abuse and, and use. Um, a lot of kids now are being put on medicine at a young age and, and mm-hmm. their behavior is the factor, like their behavior, they're too hyper, they're too this, they can't, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, immediately I think parents feel a little, um, they, they feel bad that they, you know, okay, diagnosing their children. And so they compensate by gifts. They compensate with, I'll give them what they want. I'll throw an iPad at them. I can't deal with their behavior. You know, there's such, there's just a way in which we, we distract, um, we distract with, with just giving things to, to not deal with behaviors. And, and really that creates more of a problem. Do you find, do you see that often? Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and it goes back to this sort of, you know, um, if you will, kind of a scope of impulsiveness that we all have, which is the immediate, mm-hmm. uh, either the immediate cessation of, of, you know, children's bad behavior and then the immediate resolution of our own guilt. Yes. And, you know, it, yeah. it, everything is immediate and it has to be now. And yeah. I, I don't know necessarily what inspired that. I, I feel like we are a society and a culture that is going faster and faster towards immediate gratification and immediate results. And, you know, social media and the internet help, to, you know, no longer do you go to the library to look up information. You just Google it. Right, right. And Absolutely. so it, it, it's immediate. And I think that for parents, it's sometimes saying no or setting a limit or doing something that is putting our children in, in what we consider to be distress prompts a sort of knee-jerk reaction for us to make everything all better. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and, and yeah. yeah that, mm-hmm. But that's, that's the problem also is because then later in life when, you know, there are stressful things or distressful things that happen. If the children we have now grow to be adults and say, well, it's a distressing thing. What am I going to get for bearing through this distressing thing? Right. You know, right. Um, and it, look, here, here's a perfect, it's not always all bad too. You know, my daughter, you know, when, when she's in school and she studies hard for a test, she gets a test back. She goes, daddy, I got 95%. I go, that's great. She goes, what do I get? Really? <laughs> and so, well, and I said, yeah. what you get is 95%. You got right, a right. great grade. That's the reward. <laughs> you know, you're and great. That was my own that's fault, yeah. You know. No, no, but that's good. I mean, you know, when I was younger too, you, you know, my, my mom had me at a young age and, and, and she's, she's an incredible mom, but I remember, you know, she, she, her and my father got a divorce when I was seven years old and, and anytime I was upset by this crying or any, anything uncomfortable, angry, crying, you know, and any kind of emotion that wasn't 
you know, wasn't a, a, a positive one. She would immediately say to me, uh, let's go get you an ice cream or Let, let's go get a dress or let's go buy right. you something. It's something external to, to help me internally, you know, to help my, or she, that's what she Correct. thought was helping. It was not helping. It was, it was creating a, a narrative for me that was, uh, okay, if, if I feel a negative emotion, I need to right. shut it down by using so something break, external. And that's where I think, you know, addiction comes in and, and overeating comes so in and all these. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm. let's bring it back to what can parents do instead. And I think one of the, the yes. key things parents can do is let their children know it's okay to feel this way. You know, yes. I know you feel it. Mm. And it takes a lot of inner strength as a parent to allow uh-huh. your child to feel bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. To allow your child to cry and to feel that distress. But that is, raw material for resiliency. Okay? Oh, thank you. And, yes. And so it really is. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I've had shirts that have been ruined by the, the, the tears of my daughter where, you know, I'm holding <laughs> her and, and, I'm, and I tell her literally, as yeah. she's sobbing, I say, it's okay to feel like this. I said, it's horrible. I said, there's nothing I can do to make mm-hmm. this feel better other than to tell you I love you and it will get better. Mm-hmm. Oh, but for you. right now, yeah. it's, o- mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. Right. It's not. Right. I'm here, and here's an ice cream cone, or right. I'm here, and here's an expensive present. Mm-hmm. It's you know you can do this, and later on to reinforce the fact that I'm really proud of the way that you were able to to you know get through that. I'm really right. you know, and and it's okay to check in with them. I think parents also fear that by checking in later on, saying hey, you know, how are you feeling? They're going to bring everything back up again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but that is important. And I mean, I, I just my I have an adult adult. It's for, you know, young adults and adults, but it's a coloring book. Um, it's called the rewired coloring book. And it's it, it, all the images are beautiful images of animals and different, you know, different scenes and things. And on the left side, it says a value or an emotion because I, you know, I wanted to identify for people. What is sadness? What is vulnerability? What is anger? What is anxiety? And so, you know, we talk about positive and negative emotions so that people can be resilient and understand that all of our emotions are part of us. And, and, and I think right. when we, when we reject an emotion, even as adults, um, we are, we are basically subconsciously or in, in a way saying to ourselves that, you know, that, that, that we're not good. That's not good. That's not good to feel that way. And, and we're denying part of ourselves, which is, you know, we, we need to be in full acceptance. Well, I, I you know, it, it's, it's a great point. And one of the things I used to uh, work with a lot of my adult patients on is, just even the, the vocabulary that we use, you know, yeah. we, we fall into the trap of saying a positive emotion and a negative emotion. And I mm-hmm. would often stop That's them and true. say, no, there, there, there's no such thing. They're all emotions. Emotions right. are emotions. You can have right. a negative experience of an emotion. Yes. And you can have yes. a positive experience of an emotion. But sure. all emotions are critical, are mm-hmm. critical. And yeah. so that, and that's what we want to move away from, you know. And it's, yeah. it's not like saying, oh, wow, I really want my child or I want my, my you know, lover to, to feel bad. I really want that because I want them to be resilient. No, it, it, it's about allowing them to and recognizing that it's building that character. Mm-hmm. It's building that capacity. It, it's kind of like a, you know, a, a wound. You gotta, you have to allow it to heal. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you keep picking at it, 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 it gets worse. Right. And, and in, so resiliency, that word, and, and you know, I yep. love it. I love it. And I want to explore it more because I, I feel like a lot of people aren't that familiar with, with that. And and in terms of, you know, resiliency in our children, but also resiliency in in adults and, you know, is a resiliency 
built by experience? Like how, how do we begin, even as adults that, you know, we get knocked down from time to time with, you know, you know, getting fired from a job or a relationship mm-hmm. ending or, you know, having issues with our kids, whatever it is, the resiliency, that word is like getting back up when we're knocked down. Uh, that's what I think of. Resiliency is yep. keep going uh, when, when we don't feel like it. How can we get to know that word better and develop more of it in our lives? I think we have to incorporate it in the vernacular and the, the vocabulary of our day-to-day life. You yeah. know, um, I think it's, I absolutely agree with you. I think resiliency is the ability to pull ourselves back up when we feel we're at our lowest. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes resiliency is not even taking an action. It's just being able to recognize we're in a low spot and we need to do something different or we need to engage in self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, resili- re- resiliency, in my opinion, is the opposite of giving up. Yes. It's the uh, yes. it's the ability to persevere uh, and the capacity to know that you can get through something. It may not be the way you want. It may not be what you chose or signed up for, but it's right. the capacity to know that I will find a way. And I think that resiliency really starts in childhood, and that if it isn't built in childhood, can you never get it? Are you are you basically you know screwed as an adult? Right. No, mm-hmm. uh, okay. it just then that means as an adult, you have to learn how to become resilient in a different way. You have to compensate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that in that regard, the things we start doing, the practical things we can start by doing is to recognize and to say, there is no situation that I experience that I can't move through. Mm-hmm. I can get to the end. I don't know what the end will look like. And I think that's sort of what inhibits people's capacity for resilient thinking is realize it is really seeing the the forest through the trees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's that mm-hmm. negative thought pattern of saying, "Oh my God, there's no way out. There's no way out." Right. To literally stop that. Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. literally stop that and say, "I may not see it now, but I know it exists." Exactly, and and I love that that mantra almost and affirmation of there's no experience I can't get through. You know yeah. that experiences only make me stronger. I mean, there's so right. many things. I I believe you said this. Did did you talk about the probability versus possibility? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. I love you know, that, and, and I've used that with clients, and I've I've told them, you know, I I've mentioned that you've said that, and I just want to make sure. I I thought I was ninety nine percent sure that it was you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, no, no, no. It's 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 a beautiful algorithm, if you will. Okay. I love it. Is Let's it, share it. Is it possible that something can happen? Absolutely possible. What's the probability, though? Okay. Right. Think about mm-hmm. it objectively. Okay. Right. Are you spending eighty percent of your energy worrying about something that may only happen three percent of the time? Uh, yes. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, and and mm-hmm. when people start to recognize that, when you know, when when people really start to to accept that, they find that anxiety goes down, worry goes down, confidence goes up. And, you know, and again, I think we as human beings, we as people, adults or children, learn through experience. So when we fear something and we see that we can survive the very thing that we fear, anxiety yeah. goes down. Yes, yes. And you could recall, I think, recalling mm-hmm. things, accomplishments and things you've been through. Like I'll have people that are, you know, in, in recovery or recovering from something and they'll say, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of this happening or I'm fearful I can't get a job or that fearful this person will reject me. And I'll say, you know, let's talk about some of, you know, 
your accomplishments before you 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 went into this dark phase of your life you know did you do, yeah you got through school you graduated you've had successful relationships you know what so it's it's also reflecting kind of on i think we forget really quickly that we we have resiliency at some point in our lives we have showed ourselves that we that we are resilient that we are strong that we can handle things and then at some point some of us you know have a huge bump in our roads and and get hit hard with something and and our self esteem and our confidence and all those things are lost for a moment but 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 kind of reflecting on your past accomplishments reflecting on Absolutely. the strengths that right i think that's helpful to recalling you, you want to you know the, the wonderful thing about the past and experiences that provides us with data okay right. it's not mm-hmm. speculation it's history right. it's data and then we can incorporate also a little bit of uh, projection into the future by saying you know i want you to really imagine how good it will feel to be able to get past that. Just picture in your mind, you know, right. you survived it, you did it. How will you feel? And right. how would you feel if you didn't? If you didn't try it, mm-hmm. would you be mm-hmm. kicking yourself later? Would you feel proud yes. of yourself that you avoided it? How mm-hmm. would you feel? And, and again, holding on to that, it, it, it sort of goes back to that concept of the self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, or mm-hmm. visualization, positive visualization. Yes. You know, if you're, trying to, if you're trying to shoot a, you know, basket and basketball, you know, uh, you don't visualize you missing it. You know, you visualize right. it going in. Right, right, right. It's and, such and a powerful so thing. Have, yeah. It is a powerful And that's what we have to, you know, I don't want you to, people will often focus on, oh, my God, what if I don't get this? Oh, my God, what if this happens? I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, if, if, you know, if athletes focused on that, we wouldn't watch any of it. Exactly, exactly. It's so debilitating, though, when people are stuck in, in old narratives of, you know, they, you know, they, they've been burned before, they've been abandoned, they've been, you know, there's, there's been things that have happened, because that's life, and we're human beings, and nobody's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, but, but staying and staying stuck in an old narrative, or, oh, my mom did this, so every woman's going to do this to me, or my father did this, so every man's yeah. going to do this to me, you know, those kind of narratives, I, I really, you know, I really try and, 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 and help people see that, you know, we cannot base um, we cannot base everything everything that's happened to us as it's going to happen again in the future. Not every single um, no, thing. It's, well, it's, right? it's the principle of the repetition compulsion. You know of, mm-hmm, of that. Mm-hmm. You know I, I have to stick to that which which occurred earlier on. I'm just going to repeat it over and over again. It's pointing out those patterns. I mean that that's the process also of therapy. That's the process also of of tapping into that insight. You know one of the things that I encourage parents to do. You know parents reach out to me all the time. You know, whether it's via my website or by calling me or even approaching me sometimes directly. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they ask me, and it's wonderful, instead of therapy, they, they seek sort of parental counseling and coaching because mm-hmm. they want to avoid having those failures or disruptions in their own childhood, in their own kid's life, so right. that later on they learn to become more resilient. But, it, you know, and again, that's where if we leave it to our children to, to develop this resiliency on their own, that's where we fail as parents. Parents have mm-hmm. to have an active hand in building resilience. It mm-hmm. means being able to tolerate the negative. It means being able to tolerate your child crying. It means being right. able to tolerate to them bearing a little bit of distress. We don't want them to be in pain, and we don't want them to be victims. But we have to be able to let them solve certain problems on their own and to deal with consequences. And that goes, mm-hmm. you know, bring it back full circle. You know, holiday gifts. You know, uh, it's, it's mm-hmm. not... The 50 items. It's not in volume one and volume two of my, you know, holiday, you know, wish list. Yeah. It's, you know, you get uh, get something really special 
And, mm-hmm. you know, my, for my child, we, we celebrate all the holidays. We've got Hanukkah, we got Christmas going on, and, the, you know, there's presents galore. But not every yeah. president, uh, not every president is, is a winner. Okay? Right. Not every right. president is going to, you know, there's, there's yeah. some where she'll open it and she goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> A right. pair of socks, a cute ones. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was even something she listed. There wasn't the top one, and so mm-hmm. I feel that little like, oh, really? Well, that was not only a waste, you know, <laughs> but now I feel subjected. So yeah, I'm yeah, tempted exactly. to say, open five others, maybe we'll hit one. You know, we don't. Have right. To. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and you're right. It it really comes back down to to you, you know, the way that you actually react to that as well. That's because right. I feel like, right. um, I've seen parents, you know, get actually pissed off at their kids and be like, you, you know, you don't, you're not, yep. you don't like this. Fine. I'm not going to get you anything else. I mean, I've seen them yell That's and right. you, you don't know, deserve and that, this. I'm going to give right. this to somebody else who will deserve it. You know? Exactly. And, and yeah. you, I, I said in the grocery store, this, this happened to me two days ago. I was in, in line at the grocery store and there was a, this woman who looked like a, a nanny was with this, with this little boy who's a toddler talking. And, and the lady, the cashier said, are you excited for Christmas? And, and he said, yes, you know, and she goes, have you been a good boy or a bad boy? And the nanny said, well, you were really bad in the car. You've been a bad oh. boy, haven't you? And I, I literally almost, my mouth dropped to the ground. I was going to be like, do not, absolutely do not call him bad. He's going to internalize this, you know, but I mean, these are, but these are the kind of things that come with holidays, bad boy, bad girl, good girl. You know, it's just these, it's these messages well, all you know, around. It, it, the, the message is, and, and you know, it's ironic, given uh, given the, the recent book, Earn It. Uh, yeah. You know, the whole concept of the naughty list is, you know, did you earn it? Were you good throughout right, the year? Right. And did you earn right. this gift? But I think, again, it sends the, the wrong message because yeah. it's, you know, are you a bad child or are you a good child? No, you're a child. Okay. Right. And right. It, it, you're going to have, you know, successful experiences. You're going to have unsuccessful experiences. And this goes back to, I think, what we talked about, you know, on, on the first broadcast, which is there's no such thing as success without failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. So uh, it's not yeah. about avoiding failure. It's about learning how do we grow from failure, how to fail effectively. And, exactly. you know, we talked about that extensively in, in, in Earnit, and I think that's, that's the real thing that parents need to gravitate towards, which is don't punish failure learn how to shape it and utilize it as a tool for achieving success and resilience. I love that. And uh, we have to talk more about that next time for sure. But the, Dr. Wetter, thank you so much for being on today. I, I we, we could talk for so for hours. I, I, I love having you on. You have such an amazing wealth of knowledge and information. And everybody, um, please check out Dr. Michael Wetter's book, um, Earn It what to do when your kid needs an entitlement intervention. Um, And we'll have all of his information up on our website, Dr. Michael Wetter. Thank you so much. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well.